0: Search SEO Podcast, the podcast that paints a town red with succulent search marketing insights. Today, we are dressed to kill. We're kicking it with Orit Mutznik e-commerce content style. We're talking tidying up that commerce site blog, which means talking about aim to sell, aim to inform. What are you really trying to do with your commerce blog? How hard do you push your commerce content on your commerce site and what works what doesn't, and why so many commerce blogs suck. But before that, before we get into your commerce content pizzazz with Orit, I want to have a heart-to-heart conversation with you. Yes, Sapir, before you answer this, I do have a heart. It's just cold. (laughs) So we're getting into (laughs) what makes a good SEO study. I am your host, Morty Oberstein, and I am joined by the quietly roaring and the semi-spiteful Sapir Carabello.
1: Oh, Marty. <laughs> Hello,
0: sup here. How's it going?
1: am I spiteful. Okay, I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good. Because, like, you know, you got, that little, uh, you got that little edge to you.
1: Oh, I Did you try to hide? <laughs> I don't try to hide, no.
0: Like a robber or a thief in the night.
1: <laughs> okay, Marty. How
0: are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good.
0: Great. I'm going on vacation soon. So I'm pretty good.
1: Are you? Yeah, we're,
0: like, going to some cabin in the middle of nowhere. because, Like, where are you going to go? I gotta get away. Like I need a break. But like
1: going to a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Basically, no horror films like once or ever.
0: I don't like horror films. Like aren't scary to me. Oh, there's a guy with a chainsaw. Wow, (laughs) that's scary. (laughs) Oh, he's got a knife. He's in the closet.
1: No, but a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Right. Like
0: I've actually done like real cabins, like in the middle of nowhere, like no cell phone reception. That's been awesome. But, like, where are you going to go now anyway? Because, like, of Corona. You can't go anywhere near people. So, like, somewhere in the middle of nowhere.
1: Oh, you have a point. Okay, right? Then.
0: See? Have
1: fun. I thought it through. I will. Mm-hmm. Barbecue, okay. beer.
0: That's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much the itinerary.
1: Okay. You do you.
0: Yes, I will do me. Oh, by the way, that means, folks, there is no InSearch SEO podcast next week heartbroken heartbroken yes but that does mean so uh, tuesday august 18th where there normally would have been an in search seo podcast episode there will be none we will be back on august 25th with the one the only nick ranger that's right nick ranger on Rink ranger it's gonna be awesome um oh Be sure to check out our bonus content on Twitter. We do some bonus material from our guests, some great fun stuff. Um, Look forward on our Twitter page. It's in search at underscore SEO. The bonus content comes out on Wednesday and Thursday each week. Definitely check that out. Sign up for our newsletter. You can find the newsletter. Um, sign up on the blog post for this podcast. So there's that. Also, don't forget, we put out a new episode of the Interest podcast each and every Tuesday, except for next Tuesday, because we're back on the 25th. You can find it on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever great podcasts are found. And of course, you can find it on the Rank Ranger blog or subscribe on iTunes. Did I hit everything we need to do? Oh, don't forget to check out Rank Ranger. If you want to go beyond ring tracking, but have some awesome ring tracking at the same time, then you want Rank Ranger. Head over to rankranger.com, sign up for a 14 day free trial. No credit card necessary because we are not spamming. I think now I got it all, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Definitely. I've hit all the check boxes this week. Pretty good. <laughs> like sometimes I forget the bonus content on Twitter. I, I you, know, you
1: never forget the bonus content, content on Twitter. I do. I didn't on. do it
0: last week. Check out last week's episode with uh John Mueller. We didn't do it. Oh, you I forgot? Didn't? Yeah, and there was some great oh, stuff. Oh, okay. do, head over to the <laughs> Twitter page cuz like there's some great bonus material from last week from John Mueller. Like I I asked him like does he use Bing? And I asked him how much links cost. <laughs> and it was awesome. He does use Bing, he said.
1: Right. Unlike
0: anybody, I'm like unlike everybody else. Okay. So, I have not peeved on this show in quite a while. I know I constantly rant, but that's like a different thing. Today I'm peeving. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm upset. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm only semi-upset or on the verge of of upsetness, but this is like righteous anger. Yeah. Um, Because I saw a study on Google Uh property SERP domination, and it was a hot mess. It was a mess. So, I'm going to go on and share what I think makes up a good study, but I'm going to do it with some righteous indignation because this is going to be, and I want you to roll that calming music, another one of on Morty's pet peeves. Are you ready to here? Yeah. Buckle up. Here we go. Okay. Did you buckle up?
1: Um, sure. You have a buckle on
0: your <laughs> office chair? That's weird. Why do you have it?
1: Just move on. Okay. Come
0: on. So. So, by the way, if you think that Sapir really doesn't, like, troll me in real life, check out my Twitter feed. And there's a great troll from Sapir there. Okay. Anyway, the markup. The markup. We did a study called Google's Top Search Results Surprise. It's Google. Where they show that, surprise, Google, like Pablo Escobar, likes to push its own product. Well, blow (laughs) me down. For all you Full House fans. Because I've never heard that before in the past two or three years. I mean, really, it's shocking. I never heard it before. Oh, my gosh. What a revelation. So glad that study came out because now I know this. But besides that, okay? Like, that's not really my, my peeve. It's not really what I want to get into. By the way, before I get going, um, but I'm not really in an angry mood today. This, didn't, this isn't working. Okay. Before <laughs> I get going, I do want to say that I'm not trying to pick apart people's work. I do not like to do that. God knows you can nitpick mine all you want. But what I would like to point out is that there is a a lack in the understanding of what it means, or the perspective um, that produces really solid um, SEO study content, and that if you don't have that perspective, without realizing it, because I think what happened here was not intentional, that without realizing, you could put out some stuff that maybe not be, you know, might not be so great. So I'm not trying to pick anybody's work. I'm just trying to help people. I'm just doing it with a little tinge of anger. Okay, so here we go. So this study, which we will link to in the show notes so you can find it yourself, they examined 15,000 recent popular queries. By the way, problem right there, folks, is that recent, um, recent popular queries means that they're talking about high search volume queries. But they're not explicitly telling you that, which, again, I don't think they did that on purpose. I just think it got, you know it got they kind of mentioned it. They go, okay, that's good enough. But unless you think into it, you're like, okay, fine, 15,000, know, 15, sounds like a lot, recent popular queries. Everyone loves popular, but you don't realize that's a very, perhaps, I don't know the exact keyword set they used, but it's a very perhaps um, high search volume keyword set, which is fine. It is what it is, but it means that there's a limitation there. And of course, there's always going to be a limitation, which I'm going to get to in a second. Okay. Okay. So I, th- I thought they should have mentioned that outright. I'm, I'm, now I'm nitpicking. I don't want to get into this. Okay, so anyway, they said that 41% of page one mobile results contain a direct answer. And that's why Google is preferring its own properties, cutting out everybody, you know, walled garden, etc., etc. which we know is a problem minimizing that. However, 41% of mobile pages do not contain a direct answer. You know how I know this? Because our search feature tracker tracks that, and it's only about 10%. 8, 9% to be more specific. The problem is that they call every cert feature, even ones that have URLs, direct answers. Like, for example, a PAA box, people also ask, which is like a feature snippet has a URL. That's not a direct answer. There's a URL there. Not saying that sometimes they don't function as direct answers, but there is a URL there. Feature snippet, URL there. Okay, fine. Got confused with the terms. Weren't so explicit. Fine, fine. Okay, I'm not not trying to get in anyone's case. Not my point. (laughs) Right, okay. okay. They don't really offer so many details. That is kind of peeving me a little bit. They did offer one example, just one, by the way, and the query was some kind of a medical query that brought up a dictionary box and a medical panel, and they asked, where are the organic results? So again, a little late to the party, aren't we guys? But anyway, okay, not getting on that. <laughs> the query was for, um, where, I wrote it down somewhere because I don't remember it, um, myocardial infarction. Which I don't know if that is okay, but whatever. Because who cares that there's a there's a a a medical knowledge panel and a dictionary box there? Because who's ranking for that query anyway? You're not. It doesn't matter.
1: Didn't <laughs> you know, we talk about it like a couple of weeks ago that Google is bo- uh, boosting
0: authoritative
1: sites when it comes to medical keywords?
0: We talked about um boosting.gov sites but in general google goes for yeah for top level queries like you know it's like a name of a disease or you know you know cancer cure or whatever it is super authorities reign supreme there is no room for you on the SERP so the point is like oh Mm -hmm. all these SERP features see google's killing you doesn't really matter anyway because you're not going to rank for that query anyway even if there were no SERP features there because you are not webmd okay so here's my this is and that's 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 really my point and that's really, you know, they analyze these queries, like top level medical queries, like the one they showed. And like, all right, here's our conclusion. And this is where I think um, SEO studies fail. Because SEO studies should be messy. They are messy. And if it's not messy, it's probably not good. If it's not messy, it's not good? Right. Because there's always going to be tons of oh. limitations. Like if you don't understand the implication, what else is going on in the SERP? Like in this case, if you're just looking at this, you know, oh, there's so many SERP features here. No one can rank, but you're forgetting the fact that you can't rank anyway because Google prefers super authorities for these top-level YMYL kind of queries, and that, that point's kind of moot anyway, so what are you really telling me? Okay, There's always going to be limitations. Because the way Google treats queries is so different from one case to the next case, which is why it's important to say, hey, we focus on high search volume queries because the way they treat those queries, the way Google treats those queries, is different from the way Google treats other kind of queries. Right? Like, let's just say you, um, you, know, um, you analyze a, a million local queries. Like I was working on a study last week. comes out in about two weeks from now on meta descriptions and how Google's using them in different positions, whatever it is. You'll see when it comes out. Okay yeah um and I had a whole bunch of local queries I was using, and I saw, okay, wait a second, a lot of the queries that I'm using in here are related to hotels, you know like you know best hotel in Denver, whatever it is. like, so right. oh, okay, um, I really need to check that and see, is Google treating the hotel local queries different than some other types of local queries that I'm looking at. So you guessed what I did? You actually checked it and wrote your findings. <laughs> I did. But I also mentioned that as a limitation. Like, there are a uh, lot of hotel-centric queries in here. I separated them out, but it is a limitation. Mm-hmm. And the data is a little bit different. Okay? By the way, and this is, like, another point, I don't think a good SDO study is about analyzing, like, you know, 4 million bazillion – we analyzed 15 million keywords. And just plopping data into a post like some sort of toilet. Ew. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Because I actually sometimes prefer studies that are like you know three four hundred five hundred keywords, which I know may sound weird because you want to have studies to have a lot of you know keywords in them, right, or whatever you yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't know like in in my statistics one one course back in university we we did learn that the bigger the sample size is, the smaller the variance is, but I guess I see your point
0: no but I'm I, still, not- I don't
1: know I, I still think that the more the better. I don't
0: know. It all depends. Okay, there's, upside, there's a downside to each of these things. I'm not saying that, like, those studies are bad. I'm just saying sometimes I prefer the ones that are not that way. In other words, sometimes I prefer a qualitative study over a quantitative study. Let me ask you, if you're analyzing, Sapir, you know, four million gazillion, gajillion, billion keywords. <laughs> Real number. My kid used it like an hour ago. Are you going to look okay. at every single SERP that every, 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 every one of these queries produces? Are you going to jump Probably into not. all? No, it's too many. <laughs> right? So you're but missing okay, a lot but of detail. You'll
1: write it down as a limitation.
0: Yes, I'm saying, but sometimes I prefer a more qualitative analysis, which means yes, you have to have a decent sample size. There's a whole argument out there of how big of a sample size is big enough for a qualitative study. But generally speaking, if you're using it, like three, five hundred keywords, mm-hmm. you know, let's even say like you know like two hundred and fifty, you want to like go on the <laughs> lower end of it, it's a decent enough sample size where you can, but you can still dive into a lot of those queries and a lot of those SERPs. And really get into some of that nuance, some of that detail that you don't get when you're looking at a million different keywords. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just saying each has its own place and time. But sometimes I prefer, and I think sometimes in the in the SEO industry we forget about, some of the more qualitative studies. Okay. So I, I'm, I see your point. I see your point yeah. too. Wow, we agree. That's weird. <laughs> Let me try to be concise about this because it's not my thing. Okay, okay. A good SEO study is about nuance. Okay, if you – if you're taking a nuanced look at something, which means you consider things like how well-rounded is your data set. And it's okay if it's not. You just need to say so. Right. What are the implications of that data set in terms of what actually is going on on the serpent reality? What does it mean if I use this kind of data set versus another kind of data set? Why is it this way? Why is it not that way? What does it all mean? It's a, it's a mystery. And you're trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. Which sometimes means analyzing the pieces. Not some, it always means analyzing the pieces themselves. Why, does it, why are we using this piece and not that piece? Why do these two pieces fit together? Why do some pieces differ from other pieces and what does that imply? Very metaphorical over here with the puzzle, I think. All of it means it comes down to nuance. And with nuance, by the way, and this is my main point, comes limitations. So you're never gonna fully break something down. Like let's say in this case, they're working with fifteen thousand keywords, right. keywords with all sorts of intents, and within those intents, more intents, and within those intents, sub-intents, within the sub-intents, sub-sub-sub-intents, and within the sub-sub-sub-intents, sub-sub-sub-sub-intents. You're yeah. never gonna be able to break it all down to its smallest part. You know what I mean?
1: Right. No. Yeah. In this case, intent does play a big part. Huge so. part.
0: Huge right. part. Like, if you're looking at only one kind of intent and saying 40% of the SERPs are X, okay, but that's only like one small micro part of the universe. Not to say that that's not an important part of the universe on the SERP, but it's, it's still, it's like one little sliver of the universe. So you can't make mm-hmm. a general sweeping claim. Okay, a good SEO study will point out those limitations. Why? Because they're not a bad thing. It is what it is. <laughs> this is right. life. And by the way, and this is my, this is a, you want to take away one point from what I'm telling you right now? Admitting your own limitations forces you to go deeper and explore other aspects of whatever it is you're studying. Like when I saw I had too many hotel keywords. Okay, what does that data do to say? Uh-huh, let's segment it out. See what we get then. Oh, you know what? Maybe I need some more keywords. Why is this happening with these keywords? Why is it not happening with those keywords? By accepting your limitations and admitting them, if you're honest with yourself, you're going to explore other avenues to figure out what the heck is going on. And that really helps move the great SEO dialogue along. There's, put it this way. Okay, the more limitations, the more it shows you really thought into things. The more right. it shows you un- – right? You understand like the implications of what goes on on the SERP because you can't do a study in isolation of reality. The SERP is the SERP. It shows mm-hmm. the more you are – the more limitations, the more you are aware of the reality of what's going on with that data.
1: Right. No, I think, I think it's pretty basic stuff. So like every study has to identify and, identify and point out the limitations
2: –
0: yeah, but they don't, or the very precursory. Like you know, here's a limit. I only use you know this kind of very simple. Okay, but you really mm-hmm. got to go into it because that's really. I think that's really where the meat and potatoes really is of a study. What's the nuance? What's like? What's the differentiation? Is right. that you've made these distinctions? I'm looking only at this and not this. I'm looking at this but not this, and then you can really you know, create something distinct that way. Because right, and this is my last point. An SEO study is not about the data. It's about how the author able to interpret that data. What are you able to do with this? Right? Anyone. I don't mean anyone. But anyone can throw, can throw out, oh, okay, here's a million keywords. Here's what, you know, I, I put into a spreadsheet and I formulated the spreadsheet. And here's what the data that I got. But analyzing it, what does it mean? What are the implications? Where is this limited? Where is it only – But does it only apply to here? Does it not apply over here? What does it mean about – what does it say about Google? What does it say about users? All of that stuff, that's the real heart of the study, which means you have to actually be smart and use your brain. And not just plop data into a blog post like a toilet, like I mentioned earlier. <laughs> okay, and, and it sounds okay. obvious, but it's not because so many studies missed that, which is what's going on. I think in this case, like, hey, we, we, we analyze a lot of keywords and we got this. We didn't really you know, process what it means and we didn't really bother to really fully analyze it. Again, not picking on this particular piece of, of, of work. I don't want to do that. But let's be honest, that's really what it was. And there you have it. <laughs> I'm done. Wow,
1: this, po- this podcast is making me feel like I'm back in university I'm learning you... how to write a research paper.
0: If it makes you feel better, I'm wearing a jacket with patches on the elbows.
1: Patches?
0: Patches. You know, like the leather patches right? on the elbows that professors wear? I'm also wearing I, a pocket I, protector. I, oh,
1: Professor Morty, okay. Gosh, whoosh. Thank you, right Professor over your head. Morty. Uh-huh.
0: Well then, okay. <laughs> From writing studies to writing content on your commerce blogs good pivot there, Morty. Here's Ori Musnick (laughs) on what you should and shouldn't be doing with your commerce blog. Here comes another search marketing expert. It's time for an InSearch interview. Welcome to another InSearch SEO podcast interview. Today we have with us, someone who is the most in vogue SEO you could possibly imagine. She's a Brighton SEO speaker with Pizzazz. She's fashion, e commerce, and SEO all in one. She's Silfred's head of SEO. She's Orit Mutznik. How are you? Welcome.
2: Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. That's definitely the most Pizzazz intro I've had. See, everybody says
0: that. That about the intros, and I always <laughs> tell them the same, like, this is the height of the interview. It's all downhill after that. Like, it's the, <laughs> that's the pinnacle of it. Don't expect not. that to continue. Like I can't handle that for another half hour. I can't maintain it. <laughs> I try though. So I'll try my best to help. Thank you. Please, I always need the support. So please let us know. Like, what is Silk Fred? What do you guys do? Go into it. Plug yeah, yourself.
2: Sure. Yeah, Thanks, Morty, uh, for that lovely intro. So yeah, I am the head of a silk Fred. As you mentioned, that's a women's fashion e-commerce. Um, that they bring small independent designers to showcase their collections. So it's like a marketplace of sorts. is for women's clothing. And uh, yeah, so as far as for me, I specialize in technical SEO, uh, international SEO, and uh, mostly blog content strategy. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm also speaking in Brighton SEO in October. Uh, that Sweet. will be about pagination. It's going to be called Thank You Realm Next. So it's quite oh, awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm also a co-author in Blu-ray's um, Amazon best-selling mastering in-house SEO book. I'm promoting it now because all proceeds go to Samaritan, which is a charity. So be sure to get that.
0: We will definitely link to that. We'll definitely link to that.
2: Yeah, 26 other uh, SEO experts uh, each collaborating in a chapter about what they're doing. Uh, and I talk about how to nail your SEO dream job. Uh, which is what I did uh, when I got this job at Silk Fred and then moved to London thanks to it. Uh, living my dream. Uh, and uh, yeah, so yeah, be sure to get that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, in London for the last one and a half years uh, with my husband, two kids, and my little kitten, which I love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so essentially my journey to London came after uh, I was going to Argentina, lived most of my life in Israel. Uh yeah, it was a dream uh, to live in London, and now I'm here.
0: You're uh, like the UN. Yeah. You're like the UN of SEO.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm Miss, Miss Worldwide, you can call me.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wait, so what's the best thing about London? Because I, I like um, London. I'm a New Yorker, and I found London to be like a less intense version of New York.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Um uh, it would come, it, it comes to people as a surprise, but I love the weather. Um, really? and then people think I'm nuts because I think after living in Israel all these years with like 40 degrees starting from April, I'm like, yeah, that's, uh, that's too much for me. Uh, so yeah, I'm enjoying a 25 degree summer. Uh, and uh, yeah, I love the cold, I love the snow I'm quite a oh, nice. strange person so. By the way,
0: that's Celsius for all of our American listeners it's not like 25 degrees Fahrenheit <laughs> for,
2: Sorry about that yeah. I do not yeah. know what Fahrenheit is I don't know so what I'm Celsius kind is of, <laughs> I'm a Celsius kind of person So yeah, so I own, my
0: uh, I always remember someone saying Wow, it's so hot I was 30 degrees I'm like, what are you talking about? That's freezing <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about um, yeah, that's, yeah, a, so that's a culture like, shock right there, Celsius and Fahrenheit.
2: <laughs> Wait, but they, <laughs> yeah, they use Fahrenheit in England, don't thinking. they? Or no? Um, no, they use inches. Oh, you're the the right.
0: They use inches, right? Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Inches, that's something that I had to get used to as well. I'm more of a centimeter uh, type of person. Like centimeters, meters. So, yeah, exactly. <sighs> Please. Uh, which they use that sometimes. So it's like a very, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going with the flow.
0: Yeah, I don't know my measurements either. Now that I've switched to Celsius, I don't know, I get the oven, like I kind of know like 275 or something. That's where you're supposed to kind of put it, but I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. Anyway, let's, uh, let's forget about Celsius and Fahrenheit for a minute. Cause like, yeah, that, I guess. that
2: would be a long discussion. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so today I, I mentioned that I focus mostly on technical SEO. Um, but, uh, I got into SEO in 2008. Uh, I got into it from the content side of things. Uh, which was a natural transition for me because I was a freelance content writer and translator oh, cool. uh, for my early teens uh, using my free languages. Uh, so that was my... So
0: you're the perfect person to talk about blogging with.
2: Well, you said it. <laughs> 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 I hope so. I hope I'll do you well in this podcast. I,
0: I, have, uh, I have full confidence in your abilities. Which, by the way, <laughs> is interesting because you're coming from having so many different backgrounds um, so many different industries. Do you find that blogging is the same it, it's it's consistent from vertical to vertical or it's like very unique? It's say e commerce versus like an informational site, that that kind of thing?
2: Absolutely not. It's not one size fits all, which is one of the most important things that I wanna talk about today. Uh because I think when I started I thought it was um it was all the same because I Got into SEO and I started, of course, learning about the different Google algorithms. And one of the things that drove my uh, knowledge in this career was to constantly uh, be very tuned to the ranking factor studies. I gave it, I think, much more importance than what I should have given it. Um, (laughs) I think everybody made that mistake.
0: Everybody made that mistake.
2: And, you know, I switched companies over the years. Uh, even though the main industries I worked in were gaming, fintech and e-commerce, uh, but they're still very, very different industries with different goals and focuses. So I've always been involved, uh, in content strategies for these companies and I did adapt my goals and focuses over the years. But you know what? I realized I wasn't really because what I did was I was an SEO content marketer. So I did what everybody would do, which is. Um, you know, do your keyword research, put that keyword frequency in, even though it's different industry, so it's different keywords, but essentially um find those top search terms, write that evergreen long form content that would hopefully bring value. But um yeah, so I had to evolve though obviously when the algorithms got smarter right. and smarter. Uh so by one size fits all solution, which was what I was doing. I meant driving quality uh, by the algorithms, but uh, yeah, I was mainly doing things sort of in a robot type way. I mean, you have to have that long form content, you have to have those keywords. So yeah, essentially um, what I realized, you said everybody did that mistake, so it's Correlation, not causation. Right. So, and it's very specific uh, about
0: what you're doing, and as opposed to like there's just general factors out there, even niche factors. I have a whole theory, by the way, um, that the ranking factor itself is much um, less important than it used to be in general, because Google's looking at content and saying, hey, you know what? Like, we can actually understand what you're saying here intrinsically, so we don't need an indirect signal the way that we used to anymore. Um, but I'm wondering what, what are you what are you seeing in terms of? Because so now you're working inside the e-commerce space, um, in fashion, which is so awesome. Yeah. Do you get to go to Paris, by the way? Do you get a uh, no, discount no, really. on clothes?
2: <laughs> I do get a discount.
0: Oh, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, yeah. so I, I I need that. Um, anyway, but my my affinity for discounts aside, when you're working <laughs> on an e-commerce blog, so what are you considering now versus, say, you were working on I don't know some sort of like highly informational health blog? Because we always speak about health blogs and authority, and but bo- we don't really speak about the commerce side of blogging.
2: Yep. So I think that is entirely different. So you do have the things that are um, important across niches, like looking at top search volume and long-form content and links. Like those are the things that I've been looking at for years. But actually, I think that a critical thing that was missing here was looking at revenue. Actually, because I come from an SEO standpoint, and for me, like my top KPI was is sometimes rankings. So I'll do my keyword research and I just want to rank and if I rank, like, this is over for me, I've done it, I'm the best and it's great. But sometimes, like, if you look at those uh, sites that are used for the uh, rankings research, like for the um, correlation research on ranking factors, so it's not necessarily that that long form content is what ranks them there. And it's not necessarily that it brings them the revenue that they're looking for. So you don't know what's behind that. And, um, there are definitely, so essentially I realized that, uh, they don't apply to all industries, as you mentioned. Right. Uh, and they're not, those as well are not one, one solution fits all. Because you can't, like, take it for granted and, like, copy it into your industry.
0: But that's a good point in general because I think we get stuck in the SEO mindset, whereas I really think we should be about a growth mindset. You look at a page, okay, yeah, it ranks, but how do you get the user to convert? What are they seeing when they see this page? What are they? What's Absolutely. their sentiment towards this page? And You know, one of the things that i was preparing for this interview, because I am not a big commerce person, like, I don't shop a lot online. I mean, I do shop online, but I'm not a big shopper in general. Um, and I don't read a lot of commerce blog content. So I was like, okay, let, let me look and let me research you know, the top commerce blogs, and Shopify gave me a whole list. I'm like, wow, this list sucks. Like every single one of these blogs sucked, and I'm wondering is that just me, or is that like these, the, you know, uh, these blogs are sort of pushing their products, and I don't really care. Like does it really do anything for me.
2: Well, I think uh, so. In the ecom in the niche, um, you do push products. I mean, eventually you do. But it's yeah, that's a the whole point.
0: Yeah, you have to push exactly. a product
2: but you have to be smart about it because you know the reason why you thought those sucked is because they most likely um don't adapt to their target audiences so they don't so it differs per niche so for example um long long form content in blogs could work for a fintech company that's trying to educate people on how to invest but in, on the other hand it won't help someone who's like just wants to buy something that's quite popular quite trending right now so in that respect uh you might go short and snappy so that's right. a different thing to do and you just want to give stuff that people actually want and consider user intent which is in most cases uh very much underrated and um and something that people don't take into account
0: how do you balance all of that though because like what i like... When I saw these blogs, I'm like, okay, you're just trying to peddle a product. You're not really giving me any helpful information. Like, if I if I really wanted to see about the product, I would just go to the product page. So on the one hand, like you you have to sort of be a little bit more creative about how you do this, but you do have to drive the sale. That's the whole point, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. So how I do you do that? that? Yeah, so I think that um, the the basic, the most important tool that we have about this is looking at um, keyword search volumes, but the problem is that we're taking it as a given. Like, we're taking the search volumes as a given, uh, and we're all guilty of that. Uh, We know it's far from accurate. uh, I'm just going to say, that's a big problem.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, ever since JumpShot and, well, Keyword Planner before that, I will see this as a tool provider. Search volume data is very, very tricky i think kevin Inning had a recent um interview i should yep. yeah about like okay how do we move I beyond search volume yeah. yeah i think I that's a, that's like yeah it. oh that that is definitely something that people should check out and, and and think about because i think we're at the point where okay search volume is not the metric we once thought it was and we need to figure out a way to get a, get around that but uh, you know in terms of driving a conversion do you do a soft sale do you like, I'll mention yeah. the product, or do you try to get them, here's really good information, and I'll, I'll, we hope they come back again, and then we'll get them when they come back?
2: Yeah, so I think that um, people don't only search for just the product and and want to buy it. People search for other stuff as well. So in that case, it's important to, the blog uh, is a space where you are able to tackle all of those additional Questions that people won't find necessarily on the site. So Mm -hmm. when you think search volume, so obviously I will not rely on the actual amount of people and I won't think that if it says 100,000 people search a month, that's not really 100,000 people, right? But uh, what it does give me is um, to know like big, medium, small terms Mm -hmm. for me to prioritize. And the big ones will mostly go to the site, the money terms. And the smaller ones are actually quite surprising because even though you might ignore them, uh, they have a lot of gems inside of people actually looking for things related to your brand more, more specifically uh, that you are actually um, expert on because it is your brand. And you can provide that content and that works much, much better than I would anticipate. So whereas in the past I wouldn't Totally ignore like two two Mm -hmm. digit, three digit search volumes. I found those to be the most, the best performing ones because uh, coming back to the issue of intent, they have lots of intent behind it. And I think that today intent is absolutely everything. And if you nail that, then that goes far uh, beyond search volumes. Quality over
0: quantity. Quality over quantity. Yeah,
2: absolutely. It makes Absolutely. a lot of sense.
0: Like not all traffic is is, is equal. Do you, how how far down the wormhole do you go, though? Like how, how how far into the future are you thinking about this? Like would you build a blog or would you write about um, topics that build your brand identity? I'm trying to think of a good example. Like I don't know. Like if I'm a health site. So I'll write about all about how broccoli is good for you. Even though I don't sell broccoli. I have nothing to do with broccoli per se but I will write about it because that helps build my identity as a source of health information or, or, or whatever it is. You may not actually convert about that, but it is it purely for brand identity is what I'm asking. Like, Do you blog about that or do you use your blog in that way if you're a commerce site or something like way too far down the line?
2: I think that you have to have a combination of both. I think that writing uh, branded content or trust-building content is very critical to all niches because um, you're not just the site uh, that's been put up there to bring sales. Um, you have to build your reputation, uh, which is true to every site. So not every single blog or not every single uh, piece of content that I do uh, is about bringing sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is obviously one of the most important um, goals of the blog or the site, but uh, if you don't build that trust around it, so that's probably not going to happen. So, Um, that's why in some cases, so it's important to, um, connect it to trends information. So you see what's being searched as far as questions and as far as things that are important to people as well, uh, in your niche. And you would, in most cases, uh, go to trends and see if you can answer people's questions in a good way, like in a trusted way. Uh, to get people maybe not convert through that post directly, but uh, convert through uh, other things, but build that trust, gain that trust uh, from the user.
0: So let me let me put you on the spot for a second. I'm not doing this like in in a, in a mean way at all. So I was looking at your your site's blog. I'm like, hey, you know, the the, the access to the blogs at the bottom of the page is not very prominent, and I've seen a bunch of commerce sites do something like that. I'm wondering, is that strategic? Is there something behind that, or just like, hey, it's is what we have our page set up.
2: Well, you know, everything about uh, in-house SEO is... Uh like little battles, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I don't, so I I don't say, want you to step on a yeah.
0: landmine here. That's not, I was <laughs> just asking because I've seen a bunch of other commerce sites do the same thing. And I was wondering hey, is it maybe like we don't want to come off as too informational, so we hide the blog content, or we want you to come through the blog content via search and not through the home? Like current shoppers, maybe. Yeah. They, we don't want them to see the blog content. We'd rather just see the product content. But if you're searching and then you find the blog, hey, that's awesome. I don't want to yeah, get you in I, trouble.
2: <laughs> no, I can just say that it's a combination of both. So as an in-house SEO, you always, um, you know, you have to pick your battles eventually. And um, yeah, obviously, as much as I'd like, uh, much more visibility on the <laughs> blog. Uh, on the other hand, I do understand that it is about the money and the site is about the money. So as far as the top site, uh, as far as the eyes going towards the top of the site, yeah, they should be focused around buying products and right. uh, getting what people want. So it's always about the Benjamins. I, it's
0: always but about. But by the, the way,
2: Benjamins. exactly. But by the way, I think it it still goes pretty well because if you focus on the other stuff, like um, writing in relation to trends and um, and focusing on things that people are actually interested in the site. I'm going to talk about a few things, uh, a few examples of that. So you'll get that traffic from search. You'll get that conversion from search. Right. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Uh, there are very, very uh, much more important battles uh, to fight. That's so a good point. I will get there at some
0: point. <laughs> right. but,
2: you know, I'll you, keep you checking. I'll I'm
0: going to come back one day to the site and be like, hey, the blog is right there. She won. She won. <laughs>
2: exactly. Exactly. So it's it's something that's. Particularly hard is also get resources for the blog, mm-hmm. uh, as far as you know, uh, writers and you know technical elements. Because you know, if I'm an SEO and I manage all aspects of SEO, uh, so why do I prefer to have a money page ranking better or performing better? Or having the blog like mm-hmm. faster and nicer and
0: That's simpler. a great question. That's like that's like a legit case of keyword cannibalization, not like one keyword's actually eating another keyword's rankings that makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever based on what Google yeah. has themselves said about this. Um, but no, that's a case where like where you're really you're eating away your own page. Right? I don't wanna rank my blog here, I'd rather rank my, my product page here. So yeah, you really have to be careful. That's a great point. I didn't think about that at all.
2: That's true. But also like the blog, you have to segment it in your head that the blogs is meant for long tails and questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as, as far as it actually is currently the situation, and the site is for the big money terms. So the blog is for long tails. So that's that's the separation that happens in reality. So like as far as I'm concerned, you know, from an e-commerce point of view, like don't bother with writing a blog post that you tend to uh, rank it for a huge term. Like mm-hmm. that won't work. But uh, if you do write a, a blog post covering a certain angle of that big term then that would definitely help uh, with the overall trust of your side and convert in itself
0: so you wouldn't do like a our top 10 you know dresses of the month blog post
2: yeah so actually that's something that I would do actually oh, okay. uh, because that's something that people actually are interested in
0: but then you aren't you taking away from your products in that in that particular instance
2: absolutely absolutely always uh, that's the importance of Connecting to the business you're in because you have to step beyond um, the SEO metrics, um, which is something that I mentioned previously. So go beyond search uh, search volumes and uh, and as purely SEO metrics. So connect to the business. Uh, that's one of the most uh, important tips that I can give. So.
0: That makes a lot of sense. So, like, so you would write a post about, you would feature the product, it may, and then they, that would segue naturally, very directly into a product page, I would assume. Like that's a very yeah, high conversion absolutely. kind of, okay, I get it.
2: Absolutely. I know nothing and, about fashion
0: or shopping. This is my problem.
2: <laughs> so always look at the trends because, uh, so that's going beyond looking at the search volumes because that's what people are actually searching for right now. And even though uh search term has like a two-digit di- two search volume, But it's really, really trending at right now, so you might as well jump on that. Actually, you did mention the uh, podcast that Kevin Indig um, had, and I listened to it, and I think it was awesome because one of the great recommendations that I got was the uh, new tool by the majestic founder Dixon Jones called InLinks. It's actually really, really great because it gives you um, not only like an estimate but an actual sort of number. Of people interested and uh, more precise um, trends. Right, numbers. that is cool. So this is yeah. So this is something I just started looking at, but I'm going to uh, definitely use it much more. But one of the things that I do is look at terms, uh, look at trends. Sorry, beyond uh, search volume. So I start with that, but that's still like in the um, uh, SEO realm. So also in addition to trends, look at the questions and try to answer that. So. Beyond, you know, FAQ schema and, um, um, things that you can do. If you don't have FAQ schema, for example, Mm -hmm. it's actually just don't worry about that too much, but actually worry more about just jumping on that and giving a fast answer to what your users are looking for. So in the fashion industry, if like tie dye, for example, that's coming back. Is it really? Yeah, it is. It is it, it, It
0: went out of style.
2: Um, yeah, I think. Oh, I have to say uh, you're
0: asking the wrong. <laughs> like, I still wear tie dye, like the oh old boy. Okay.
2: It's so now it's in now it's in fashion. So you can be. Oh, cool! Because like the best
0: shirt you. I ever bought was from a Who concert outside of Madison Square Garden, and I was like, I don't know, 18. I still have the shirt, and I bought it for like it's a bootleg. I bought it for five bucks on the street. For some guy in a wheelchair. That's
2: cool. Oh yeah, that was
0: and it's tie dye. I love that shirt. I've been wearing it forever. So now it's back. It was at, it was in style. It's back out of style, and now it's back in style. I am old. That's official. I am officially old.
2: Yeah, but how do you know that? Just I don't care. I just trends.
0: go, oh, try, right, You you're right. if you care, you look at trends, right? Or if you're yeah, like me, you just exactly. don't care.
2: Because I care about what's trending as far as fashion is concerned. I would but On hope. the other hand, yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's your job. And, and I need to, yeah, I need to jump on that. I need to know what the terms are. So what I would do is just connect those trends. So if I found from a purely SEO perspective, what are the trends in my industry? Then I go to numbers from inside the business to see what are the best selling products in tie dye, for example. And then I would have uh, a roundup post about, you know, the top selling tie dye product.
0: Top telling tie dye is, is, is from a guy who looks completely intoxicated sitting in a wheelchair outside of a Who concert. That's the best tie dye product ever. Um, well,
2: it's better it's better with models, I'll tell you that. It's better when it- you have the so I should have taken a shirt.
0: picture of the guy who looked like really <laughs> disheveled selling me that $5 Who shirt. Probably not exactly. a good idea, so right? That would not help I, sales.
2: Yeah, so I do that, but make it fashion. Okay. So <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, so essentially always connect to um, metrics from your business because uh, another element. So not only a top-selling die- tie-dye shirt, but also what's top-selling in general what's top searched in general so you would connect to your on-site searches that's really really important for you when you build a content strategy for the blog and to right a blog post see what your users are searching for right now and then you can leverage that to do ad hoc content because you know the the money site, as you would call it is not as dynamic because mm-hmm. you have set categories you have set products the only way that you can um, cross-stitch that is to do a blog post and you kind of jump on uh, user intent right there and then. And if you do that, then you can successfully get people to convert from those posts. That's and a nice them. way to segue
0: that. Like you have right, your immediate versus your non-immediate. Like I can use my blog to be adaptive or I can't use my feature pages to be adaptive because, hey, like this, this, what we have is what we have.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I can make the connections that I wouldn't otherwise be able to do. On the website, That's so cool. if people search, yeah. So if people search for um, like a certain trend on site, then I can give them the best of what's that trend that they were looking for, and uh, and people find it very good because I may, I give them shortcuts. What I do is give them shortcuts actually in the blog, and that also connects to uh, branded searches on mm-hmm. the blog. So you exam you for example mention discounts. People love discounts. Um, as a brand, we we don't, we don't, we don't really, uh, give that many discounts. We prefer sales, uh, a few times a year, but you can still jump on the discount bandwagon if you, uh, (laughs) give some hacks on how to find discounted products on your site. That's actually a great way to get that traffic and that intent.
0: So speaking of discounts. I have this fun little game that I play with my with my guests. Um, it's called it "Optimize It or Disavow It." It's where I give you two either really really good options, and you're stuck choosing one good option over another good option. It's zero sum, or as in this case, two really bad options, and you're stuck choosing one crappy option over another crappy option, and that is entirely uncomfortable. And that's why this is the, (laughs) it it really is. It really is uncomfortable. I try to make it as uncomfortable as possible because it's entertaining, but this is the horitmistic version of optimize it or disavow it. Let's do it. Speaking of discounts, you could do one or the other. It's a commerce blog. Where every post, every single post, is either about a giveaway, a promo code, or a discount, or you could write substantial product, um, substantial blog posts about your worst products, the most oh, horrible no. products you have. Which one do you that do?
2: Horrible. Why would I do that?
0: That's a, that's the point of the game. <laughs> that's the point of the game. Which terrible option will you choose? Yes,
2: I. You can, can say none, those by are the indeed, way. Those you are can indeed horrible options. Yes, they I are. Prefer.
0: Thank you. It took me a long time to think of a really bad option. I have a lot of pride in um, this.
2: So, I would definitely go with the discount option. Again, <laughs> I'm, I'm against uh, doing that 100% of that, but that's definitely going to get me more sales than that. This is the worst product that we have. <laughs> would be funny, though. Would be, be funny. Great. Might be viral. Right. Uh, but yeah, Buy this I bad product. Sales.
0: Five yeah, reasons why you should buy this really bad product.
2: Five reasons why you should not buy this product and get this product instead. Um, Yeah, but then you can
0: do that. You can offer. You can like five reasons why you should not buy this product, and at the end, offer a really big discount.
2: Yeah, (laughs) but then why would they want to buy this product? Because of the
0: discount. discount. Everyone likes discounts. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? People like discounts for things that they actually... Well, I don't know. Most I don't know. Like discounts for things they actually need. I more. think people
0: like discounts for the sake of discounts. Like, does it really... Hey, you got a dollar off. Hey, does a dollar really matter? <laughs> no, but it's like, hey, I got a discount.
2: No, I think that actually the... Not focusing on discounts all that much, that's actually... That, that works too. <laughs> that works too. You do have to please the masses. You do. Uh, but... Um, Also, there are lots of great things that are not discounted that are also very interesting to people, especially when it's something they're looking for. So So you don't have to be 100% about that.
0: So that'll be the final word. Ori, thank you so much for coming on. This is awesome. And best of luck to you.
2: Yeah, thanks. Thanks so
0: much. You got it. And we are back to your regular scheduled In Search SEO podcast. I hate commerce blogs. I really do. I just Mm. find them annoying. So if you're Mm. writing one, and I'm your target audience, you got a lot of work to do. No, for real. Like just like, here's all these great things about my product. You're clearly just trying to peddle your product to me. I get what you're doing and I don't like it. So yeah, it's a hard balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thank Deep. you for sharing.
0: You're welcome. With that, it's up here. It's our yeah. favorite time of the podcast. Could you please hit it with the news?
1: says that negative reviews didn't impact rankings. But if you have a ton of them, the algorithm could pick that up.
0: Right. Um, this is a whole conversation with Glenn Gabe on Twitter and I think John Mueller. Pretty sure it's John Mueller. Um, where, you know, this happened to um, Glenn had a problem years ago with this where so many negative reviews and the site lost their rankings. In general, we got a couple of reviews or a lot of bad reviews. All right, fine. But if like everything about you is bad then Google <laughs> yes, is aware of that. So don't be right. entirely bad. Just be semi-bad. That's the moral of the story.
1: <laughs> wow, that's, my, okay. that's my philosophy on <laughs> <in> life. Oh, <laughs> I'm not surprised at all yep. that that's your philosophy. Yeah, okay.
0: I just, I, I, aren't you surprised I have a <laughs>
1: philosophy?
2: <sighs>
0: Everybody has a okay. philosophy. Okay.
1: okay. Let's move on. Did you know that Google has automated many manual actions? Which ones?
0: We don't know. Right, so there's that. Yeah. Not that it really matters, but I mean, I guess it matters. What am I saying? <laughs> what are you saying? I don't really know, cause like, it's like trying to figure out like, what's the implications of this? Like, all right, so you know, Google's better able to do this without a person with an algorithm. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's cool. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sure. That's what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what okay.
1: Lastly. As in the last item? Morty? Yes. Yes, we Lastly, get that joke. Okay, I get that yeah. joke. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay. You told me every week with it.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, you still get it wrong. So, okay.
0: Because I'm thinking ahead of the next segment. Like, hey, I got to get ready for the next one. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to host a podcast.
1: Okay. Lastly, lead formats have come to YouTube. The ad type mirrors the lead format used on the SERP.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So, in case, <laughs> yeah, sure. you know. I, do you ever click on the ads? Like, do you ever, like, actually engage no, the ads never. on YouTube? Never. Never. That's no. an interesting format for YouTube. I never do. Only by accident where like, you're like trying to get rid of the ad and then you press it like, ugh. <laughs> now it t- took me to this ad page. Freaking hell. <laughs> Just trying to <laughs> watch guys right Smith yell about basketball. <laughs> you leave me alone YouTube. So I don't know if that's a format that works for YouTube or not, but it's there.
1: Right.
0: So that's that.
1: That's that?
0: Light week on the news, Sapir. Couldn't you have made more news?
1: Wow, what? What? I'm sorry. It was a slow week.
0: Yeah, let's, oh, let's blame somebody. Let's blame you.
1: <laughs> How about we blame you instead? Okay.
0: I'm, hey, I'm over, but let's get to blame somebody. Blame Canada. Okay. <laughs> With that, we have the most original, most amazing, never done this podcast before, fun SEO send off question. <laughs> I am so sure we've done this before. Did we? I. It's getting to the point where like I don't remember anymore, and it's like it's <laughs> coming a problem because we don't, don't we don't think have a list. Did it
1: before. We I definitely I don't think did this. Did it before. No, no, we did a different like question.
0: I think. Hey, No, we do like a million yeah. of these kinds of questions.
1: These kinds of questions, right? Okay, but I'm pretty this sure this is questions.
0: no. This is definitely the first one. We. This is the first one everybody would do. You think? Yeah. I mean, let's go for it anyway. No one remembers. We don't remember. You think the audience remembers?
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, this week we're asking, what's Google's favorite ice cream flavor?
0: Strawberry. <laughs> strawberry, strawberry. because yeah, cause that's nobody's favorite ice cream flavor. You know, we have like Neapolitan, <laughs> right? The chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, which as uh, a kid, I always read as Napoleon.
1: I like strawberry
0: flavor. But, you know, when you have, <laughs> when you have the three there, the big three. Right. No one goes for the strawberry. It's like they only put it in there because otherwise strawberry would never get eaten. I go for the strawberry. Well, you're a freak. <laughs> no oh, one does. Okay. Seriously. You go for the strawberry? No, my father does. Yes, you're right. I like berry right. flavored. Actually. So you're in the same company as my father. Great. Good company to be in. He goes for the strawberry over the chocolate and the vanilla. Uh,
1: can I answer?
0: Two freaks in can a pod. Need
1: my answer? Go ahead. I say Google would be either um, the, the type of, you know, person to go for a really plain flavor like vanilla or Google would like a really strange strange flavor like mint chocolate. You
0: you say Basically vanilla sure. like 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 Jean-Claude Van Damme vanilla. <laughs> say vanilla Stop again.
1: Fun say vanilla of again. my accent, I cannot control it. Say
0: vanilla again.
1: <laughs> I don't want to. Just do
0: it. <laughs> No. Come on.
1: You'll have to. But just rebar- press
0: rewind. Fine, vanilla. Jean Claude Van Damme. And that's. <laughs> no, I didn't get my answer. Mint chocolate chip, because that's the kind of ice cream I like. So I'm assuming that's what Google likes, because I'm very egotistical, and narcissistic, and self centric.
1: That's disgusting. Uh, you just, just
0: said. You just said mint chocolate. You just yeah, said Yeah, it.
1: because it's controversial. It's like the the pineapple and pizza. Type no, what is that? Yes. Is the best ice cream mint chocolate chip? Yeah, that's like. freaking like They took chocolate ice cream and put and, and mixed it with a toothpaste. Come
0: on. That's a good point, but it tastes good. That's a good point. <laughs> no. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try putting like like toothpaste on my ice, <laughs> my vanilla ice, cream, on my vanilla ice cream and see what happens.
1: Okay, you'll tell me how it goes then.
0: What goes? Come on, say vanilla again. What? One time. Say vanilla again. One time.
1: No, never.
0: Oh, damn it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget tomorrow, tomorrow, not tomorrow, next week, there is no episode. I'm going on vacation, taking a break. We're back with Nick Ranger on Rank Ranger on August 25th. So tune in then. Thank you so much again. It's been In Search because, hey, we're all in search. Of, of something, something. Toodaloo!